Did you ever watch Invader Zim? Because uh, <laughs> I just went full Zim on that one. I did not. I was like, wow, Aaron has written our theme song on the oh, cuff. Good for God. her. No, I just started channeling Invader Zim for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a true 90s kid thing. Yeah. I do remember it. And I think I had a Gurr jacket, but I, I've never seen the show. I was a poser. A poser. A poser. I mean, yeah. That's kind of how I feel about a lot of things where I'm like, I haven't actually watched this. <laughs> Me every week on this show. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're not the one who's like, I watched a YouTube compilation of only the parts I was interested in. <laughs> I love that, though. I love that. I, I wish I had thought to do that. I just forget. Mm-hmm. It really streamlines the process. It's the most Capricorn thing I do. <laughs> it's very Cap. You know what I want? I want Zodiac fan fiction. Where's the Zodiac fan fiction? Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's got to exist because we thought about it, and that's the rule of the internet. Right. So, <laughs> But here's my real question for you, Alon. Also, hi, and welcome back to The Fick List. Um, welcome to The Fick List. Yeah, what are your sun, moon, and rising signs? Oh, shit. Hang on. Open Hang up on. your co-star. Open up yep. your co-star. Yep. I want to yep. know. I, I, while I'm doing that, can I say that I've recently looked at this because I, we are on the TikTok. We are on the TikTok. We don't do the TikTok yet. but No, we don't know how to do the TikTok because we are not the youth. <laughs> we are lurking on the TikTok. Yep. And on TikTok, I found out about this um, this dating app called Nuit, N-U-I-T, and it you you input your birth chart. Oh my god! And then you can see how compatible astrologically you are with other people and match and talk about that. So I tried it out. The the, the interface <laughs> is a little confusing. You don't I say. I love the idea, but I don't know how successful it is, or maybe it's just not very successful for me. I also like I know basic astrology. I I I wouldn't say I like know like I don't obviously don't know my birth chart by heart, but yeah. So here, here we are. My, I have my sun in Scorpio. Okay. My moon in Cancer, mm-hmm. and I am a rising Pisces. I would love to sit here and be like, yes, that totally tracks, and I totally understand you so much better as a friend. But like, I know jack shit about astrology. I just think it's super fun. Yes, agreed. I am a Capricorn sun, Scorpio moon, Ooh. Libra rising. Fascinating. And anytime I look at those little like uh you know the signs as whatever i mm-hmm. always check them in that order to see if whatever it says like tracks for me yeah and it usually does i i would agree i think it's funny that we both have a scorpio element i think that makes some sense that makes sense because we are both feisty we are <laughs> both, both feisty but my feisty is really stubborn mm-hmm. and i don't think yours is the same level of stubbornness no well it can be but yours comes more from like a passion thing mine usually is like no i'm right because i said so (laughs) (laughs) that's true that is true very ruled by my emotions yeah which is like not necessarily a bad thing because i can sometimes be really divorced from my emotions and that's not always helpful but like but sometimes it can also be really impartial which is helpful so there's like ups and downs to both of those things that is why the thick list works so well yeah <laughs> you know honestly. we are we are alike but not too alike yeah 
I think if there were two of me, this would be insufferable to listen to. <laughs> well, also, you would never understand what what you're saying because you're just talking over yourself. I need you all to know that I am offended, <laughs> mortally wounded, <laughs> enraged. But also, uh, that was such a sick burn, Alan. What the fuck? <laughs> it comes Rude. from a place of love. I do not talk over you that much. <laughs> I just mean that if like you would you would rise up to meet your energy and if your your energy if there was two of you the energy would be through the roof. Well, these episodes would be five hours long. Is the problem? <laughs> That's true. I do not stop talking, and I know that about myself. And y'all just you're here for the ride, so I don't think it's a problem. Well, well, luckily <laughs> for us, what comes out of your mouth is usually insightful and very delightful. So sometimes it's like it rounds up. <laughs> uh, oh man. Well. I didn't know today was Roast Aaron Day, but okay. <laughs> you know, happy holidays. Yeah, seriously. It's, you know, we roasted turkey last time and now we're going to roast Aaron. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping you on your toes. So, Aaron, mm-hmm. what what is our tag? As you know, it is Au Week. It is Au Week. What's our Au? Mm, I don't want to tell you. Um, well, I, I think I deserve that. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> this week we are talking about florist owls, that was a delayed ooh for probably a good reason. Florist owls are a very niche, very specific thing. I had a bitch of a time finding one, which is weird because I was like, this is not that uncommon. No, but like I had a hard time finding one this week. Did you experience the same thing, or were you, you know, perfect as always? I I listen to season one. <laughs> <laughs> no, not even season one. Listen back a few episodes. <laughs> Definitely not perfection I'm by any means. Sassafrasing you because it's fun. But I, I would say I had a, I had a relatively easier time with it this, this go around. I just, I found one and I, I read it and I was like, you know, I, I feel that that is worthy mm-hmm. to be read by Aaron. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, what about you? Uh, well, you already told us, but mm-hmm. so. <laughs> what what do you look for in a in a good florist AU? I don't know that I seek them is the thing. Um mm-hmm. I have stumbled across many a florist AU I think in my day. I've also noticed that they tend to pair really well with like tattoo shop AUs. That seems Ooh. to be like a co like a co thing like one is a florist and one is a tattooer which was sort of fun um so i say that because a couple of the fics that i thought were florist i used were actually about tattoos and i was like oh there was not flowers involved in that at all except for the Uh, tattoo one so um yeah i just got really confused i think is part of what's going on I think florist AUs have a similar vibe or could have a similar vibe to like a preschool teacher AU. Yeah, I can see where that. Where there's usually like a really nice, like sweet character with a characters a little rougher around the edges. Mm-hmm. Um, and not necessarily that like one is always like the nice one is always the florist because that's not necessarily true, but that it's a really fun sort of dichotomy and it's a very sort of like specific archetype that you're playing with, which is kind of fun. Um, because there's just some, like, room for just, like, fun troops to fall into it. And, like, who doesn't love, like, weird flower arrangement language stuff? I think that's kind of fun. Yeah. I mean, we we just had a whole ball talking about planets and how they, like, affect us. So we as human beings love a good, like, sub-meaning to things. Yeah, for sure. 
that's it. I mean, this was not this was not a tag that I was like, drop everything. It's time to do florist. I use. I was like, okay, I could do this. It's fine. I don't dislike it. I just yeah. was also not super like crazy passionate about it. What about you? I think to me the um, kind of similar to you. I had to me it's a it's not a joining tattoo shop. Although I see your comparison. To me, it's like a joining like a bookshop, oh, <laughs> like yep. AU, because it's like. Like, I just think, like, small space, good mm-hmm. lighting. Like, there's an atmosphere of, like, calm and quiet that I love. Honestly, I I think I love florist AUs. Like, I'm a very God. soft boy, <laughs> as yes. we have established. Soft boy Alan. Soft boy Alan. And I think that, uh, you know, I would love to go to a flower shop. Now I'm like, I, w- I want a cactus. I want a cactus. Uh, does that mean we have to start with what you sent me? I think we should. Okay. All right, great. Uh, did were that all of your feelings about florists before I jump into this? Yeah, I th- sorry. Yeah, good point. Um, I think the only thing I ever really look for <laughs> in a florist AU is a good a good moment where pe- where like the florist is sending a, like explaining how to take care of flowers or how to take care of plants, and then having like that ulterior meaning, like mm. they have been sending like. Oh, this means I love you. This means I marry me without the other person mm. knowing. I live for that. Clearly. So speaking of the fic that you sent me, <laughs> uh, everything you just said was 100% in the fic you sent me. You sent me a fan fiction called With Grace in Your Heart by Magic Piano on AO3. It is in the Les Miserables world. It's, an, it's also a modern setting AU, which is kind of helpful to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is Javert. And Jean Valjean. <laughs> and I'm Javert. <laughs> I need you to know that the first thing I wrote down on my notes was, what the actual fuck, Alan? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I, okay, so I don't read Les Mis fan fiction. I never have. I probably never will, because it's just, sure. like, one of those things that, like, why would I start now? <laughs> I think that boat has sailed. But, like, if you're gonna pick a ship, Javert and Jean Valjean, like it makes sense logically, but it is so in opposition to everything in my body that I just like feel, I feel the stab, <laughs> like, <laughs> like going into my like spine, and I just, I can't, I can't. Javert's a bastard, much like the tags say, all cops are bastards. That's true. And I can't, I can't sit with this you know, Javert as a person situation. But he has that whole, he has that, like, stars, like, the whole, like, ugh. Yeah, I don't know. It it humanizes him, like, you know? Nah. Oh, my God. Javert's a bastard. That's how the, that's how that goes. I do not have any sympathy ever for Javert. He's a, he's a prick. That's just how it is. So, um... It's actually a garden center, AU, but flower shop is close enough, says the tag. <laughs> and the summary says, quote, I was thinking of getting another plant, for myself, I mean. A wide smile broke out across Valjean's face, as if converting someone to plant-loving was the greatest gift he could have been given. Did you get attached? Valjean asked in a knowing tone. It is nothing to be ashamed of. I do it myself all the time. Whenever I get too attached to one of the plants here, I end up bringing them home. My daughter keeps telling me I need to stop. We are running out of places to put them all. Or a garden center, AU. Don't love that summary. <laughs> no, it's or, not great. It's an excerpt and then it's an or, but it's like a very like let down of an or because it's just like, or <laughs> it's a garden center, you. Yep. And I was like, come on, guys. <laughs> um, so 
basically, it starts out with Javert showing up to Jean Valjean's garden center, not flower shop. So we're off to a good start here. Oh, uh, my God. <laughs> yeah, you started, you threw down the gauntlet and I'm just reciprocating. <laughs> my tag for the first, like, paragraph was LOL hashtag swole Valjean. <laughs> <laughs> Because basically the first thing that happens is Javert walks into this uh to this garden center and is like staring at a plant because he has no idea what he's doing and then Valjean is like, Do you need any help? And when Javert turns to him, he just immediately starts describing his biceps. <laughs> Swole Valjean is what's happening. And uh Javert is like very disconcerted and very like uh what because like valjean is saying things to him but javert is like not really listening because again biceps <laughs> but uh valjean is like do you need any help you've been staring at those flowers for a while and uh i mean i get it but do you need help and javert is like i don't really know anything about flowers like i'm here to you know get something and, and valjean's like uh what <laughs> javert's like i don't know uh and it comes to light that javert is trying to get something for a colleague who is in the hospital and it's important to note that Javert is very sort of like, like he is in the play and presumably in the book, which I have not and will not read, very sort of like direct and straightforward and very like logical and doesn't really, is not particularly like feelingsy. Mm-mm. So he's like, he's a colleague in the hospital and Valjean is like very feelingsy, like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, are they going to be okay? Like, is everything, how are you feeling? And Javert's like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> like, whatever. It's all good. And Valjean is like, okay, well, why don't you, you know, normally people get like cut flowers for that situation because someone who's sick can't really take care of a plant. So like, why don't we get you a cactus, which is really easy. I disagree with that assessment. I killed every cactus I ever had in my entire life. So I was already on like, no. I think that might speak more to your abilities. Shut up. You keep that to yourself, you rat bastard. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Cacti are not easy. They're not. They are difficult to not murder, okay? I'm sure that's true. Yeah. So, you know, they're having this whole exchange. And, uh, you know, Javert is convinced to purchase a cactus, even though he's like, I don't know, but the cactus doesn't seem right necessarily. And uh, Valjean is like, no, nah, it's fine. It's, like, really easily taken care of. And, like, that's kind of why. And Javert's like, yeah, sure. Like, how much am I going to pay for it? And Valjean is like, don't worry about it. It's on the house. And Javert's like, what? And Valjean is like, it's on the house. Your friend is sick. Like, you've got a lot on your mind. Don't worry about it. And Javert's like, oh, I'm lying to this man now. This is fun. (laughs) And he said, no, I can afford it. It's fine, basically. And Valjean's like, it's a gift. Whatever. And so he, like, leaves with cactus in hand. And it's a thing. I think from the beginning, I felt like the dialogue was pretty stilted. Like, I don't know if you experience this. but Yeah, 100%. Yeah. The dialogue does not read very smoothly. Mm -mm. Um. There was a great moment where Javert says, and I am Javert, which is... Yep. Yep. That was (laughs) was hilarious. "Uh Uh-huh. I wrote it down. I think, what what was my actual note? Quote, and I am Javert, and quote, Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yeah, that is kind of how this goes. Is like, I I actually think this person, we talk about this a lot. Some people are really good at dialogue. Some people are really good at prose. And some people are really good at both. In this case, I think the prose is a significant step up from the dialogue. Yes. The dialogue is very stilted. I would agree. But the prose carries it pretty well. It's not all like, you know, it's not so painful mm-hmm. that I can't get through it. It just feels really like not how people talk. Uh-huh. 
um which is fine but it also doesn't feel like the musical necessarily which is my point of reference like mm-hmm. because the musical is also not how people talk <laughs> but it doesn't you feel don't like it burst in, into song i mean i do but <laughs> that's separate <laughs> in this case like i could kind of accept it if it was like oh they're clearly writing in the style of what the the lyrics are and that's like oh, translating weirdly but that didn't really feel like it either it just kind of felt like no. stupid Agreed. So jumping back in, you know, Javert shows back up at the flower shop after presumably handing off this cactus. And Valjean is like, oh, my God, you're back. How's your friend? What's going on? And uh, Javert's like, oh, it's fine. <laughs> Not really my friend. And Valjean is like, ah, you know, it's so hard. Like, it's really good to have plants and like, you know, all these things. And he's like very sort of like sage, advicey, like very sort of like new agey which is actually pretty on brand for valjean i was like if you're going to translate valjean to a modern setting yeah i can see it also i need you to understand that the only valjean in my head is colm wilkinson oh interesting which means he's like 70 in my brain yup and then but the problem is javert in my head is, is definitely R- russell, russell crowe Crow. <laughs> So that might be contributing to the problems that I have with this <laughs> this pairing. <laughs> I would say that would do it. Yeah. Anyway, just bringing that That's up hilarious. as we continue I love this it. discussion. Uh, uh, basically, Javert is like, oh, you know, I think I want a cactus for me or like another plant for me. And that's where that thing about like, did you get attached from the summary comes into play. Mm-hmm. Cool. Great. Uh, they have a whole like conversation and Javert insists on paying for the cactus. And Valjean is like, haha, but very funny. And they're clearly like building up a little bit of a rapport. And uh, towards the end of that interaction, Javert is like, hey, I know this is weird, but have we met before? And Valjean has like a moment of like stillness and like turning a little brittle. And he's like, I'm assuming you're not referring to when we met last week. And Javert's like, no, like I just there's something about you that like is very familiar. And Valjean is very dodgy about it. But he's like, no, I think you're wrong. It's (laughs) fine. Here's here's my business card if you need if you have questions about your cactus. And life is grand. And then uh, Javert calls. (laughs) which is great uh and he calls because you know he he says i think my cactus might be dying (laughs) and my note just says see cactuses are hard (laughs) 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 they are not easy and then valjean is like why what do you think what is going on and Javert's like, well, I've been watering it, but it's not flowering. And then Valjean laughs at him and is like, yeah, it's not going to like flower after four days, my dude. Like, that's not how it's going to go. <laughs> Which is pretty funny. Yeah. So they're like, they're building up this friendship or whatever. And Javert keeps just like getting plants from Valjean. <laughs> yes. And just slowly accumulating more and more plants and spending time and just like talking. And Javert like very clearly enjoys being around Valjean, but isn't really able to like articulate that it's feelings mm-hmm. because he's so like logical or whatever. And they have a whole conversation about the cactus where he's like, no, it's really dying because, like, this particular plant is, like, turning brown or something. And Valjean is like, well, you can put the effort into, you know, saving it. Like, you shouldn't throw it out. And Javert's like, I don't know. Maybe we should just, like, why bother? Like, why put effort into things? And Valjean is like, everything can come can turn around. Like, anything is worth trying to redeem. And that's when Javert sort of, like, there's a tag, basically, that was, like, unethical police behavior happening off screen. And that's where he was, like, you know, he opens up for the first time and Javert is, like, I never really held much stock in that, like, not in what I do. I see the same same people getting arrested over and over and they don't seem capable of change. 
and they have this whole conversation about that where Valjean is very sage, where it's like, no, none of us can, you know, we can't survive on our own. We need help. And we, and we are capable of change if we are helped. I think one of the most powerful like things in there is where Javert does tell Valjean and they, they don't seem capable of change. And Valjean asks, well, how do you know? Mm-hmm. Have you tried to help them? Mm-hmm. And it like that shakes Javert's world because he obviously has not. You right, know? because he's a bastard. Correct. As yeah. a cop. So, yeah, they have this, like, conversation. And I think it's, like, the turning point where Javert is like, maybe I don't want to be doing what I'm doing. Like, maybe this is bad. And <laughs> I need to, like, do put the work in to, like, ha- do something better. So there's a little, like, insert where it's just talking about, like, it's the pros. And I think this is actually probably one of the stronger parts of this where, you know, Javert is spending every afternoon there, like, at the shop. And he just feels really calm. And there's a line where it's like, it's on one of those quiet afternoons that Javert realizes he might be falling in love. <sighs> Fine. <Whatever>. <laughs> <laughs> the writing is good. I'm just, I'm still better about Javert being redeemed. So then he, it turns into Javert having thoughts about quitting his job. And Valjean is like, what? Like, you love your job. And Javert's like, no, that's not true. Like, I think I'm in love with the idea of it, but it actually sucks because all cops are bastards. And um, y'all should really know how radical we are on this podcast by now. If you don't, now's the time to just, like, know that (laughs) (laughs) because I'm going to keep saying that. True. Um, Javert talks about how he knew that one of his colleagues was, I think it's specifically the colleague who broke his leg did so when he was behaving unethically and Javert knew about it, went to a superior and was told to keep it quiet. And he basically was like, you know, some, somebody innocent is going to prison and I can't stand for it. But he wasn't fired, but he was like, I know when to step down gracefully. And this is that situation. So Valjean is like, that was really like brave of you. And Javert's like, but doesn't that make me a bad person? Like I'm wrong. And Valjean's like, no, like if the world had more people like you would be better. And Javert's like, but I should have done something years ago. And, like, how many of these things did I overlook and all this kind of stuff? And just has, like, a big, big-time identity crisis. And that is when Valjean is like, I was also, like, I was in prison. I didn't know who I was when I got out either. Like, I had to figure out myself out of that context, too. And, like, it was a, it's a big confession moment. And that's also when they realize that, like, Javert knows him from prison and was like, he says i did an internship at a prison javert did yeah and i was like that was that was a throwaway line for something fairly significant right okay cool i was like your whole relationship in the thing is that like you were specifically the cop who like tormented him and like pursued him endlessly and in this fan fiction it's like well we met at an internship once and i'm like hey well that could if they couldn't do the regular storyline and keep a meet cute yeah but i think the like the deception of it was not like, I, I miss that element of it because, like, that's a, such a central part of the the show and the storyline that I was like, oh, okay, fine. It just felt very anticlimactic after all of that build up to this confession yeah, that, and all that uh, kind of I stuff. I can agree with that. Sure. So anyway, they, like, you know, Javert goes and he contacts a lawyer and he, like, comes out about this whole thing and he, like, you know, raises some hell for the police department. Cool. Great. Whatever. And there's a whole scene with Jahan. 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 Jan, uh, where you know Javert shows up at the store and Valjean is not around for the first time and he's like what the fuck where's Valjean <laughs> you are not here I am mad and in this interaction he buys a cactus and Jean is like sure thing cool like is it a gift uh, and Javert's like nah it's for me 
Uh, and Jean is like, did you know that in Japan, the cactus is symbolic for lust and sexual attraction? <laughs> <laughs> and then the jig is up, uh, as Alan previously, uh, spoiled a little bit. There uh, it is. There is secret meaning to the cactus, which is that it means he wants the D. <laughs> um, and, uh, I was like, is that real? <laughs> and then I decided not to Google it because I just didn't care. <laughs> same, same. It's like, sure. In my whatever. heart, it will always be real. I was like, I'll accept this premise. It doesn't make any sense, but sure. Sure. So that's when Javert is like, wait a minute. Does Valjean know that that's what this means? And Jean is like, yeah, probably. He owns this place and he's like really good at his job. So, and Javert is like, hmm, I have some things to consider. And then the next time Javert sees Valjean, he's like, you know, I had a conversation with your shop assistant and I think we've been speaking different languages. And Valjean's like, hmm. <laughs> And they have a whole conversation about the cactus, and Valjean is like, uh, and Javert's like, is is that what you meant? Am I reading this wrong? What's going on? And Valjean's like, no, you're not reading this wrong, at least not from my side. And uh, Valjean's like, cool, great. Uh, yep, everything. And then they, like, lean in for a kiss, and that's the end of the fic. They don't actually kiss. They just lean in, <laughs> and they have a little, like, moment with some Mumford & Sons lyrics at the end. Yep. Which is very fun. It's like a love confession kind of mm-hmm. thing. Uh, I wrote... Javert is a bastard. What is this redemption nonsense? Oh my god. <laughs> Absolutely not. He gets redeemed in the musical. I disagree. <laughs> I, oh I my disagree god. Stars <laughs> is essentially Oh my god. Nope. I I think recognizing that you have done wrong but not actually fixing the wrong is not the same as a redemption arc and I will die on this hill. All right, that's fair. Maybe not a redemption. Yeah. So, I <laughs> I was like mm. Oh my god. Nope. I nope. hate you. I wasn't down for the pairing and I wasn't down for which is like also very hypocritical given the fact that like I read plenty of problematic pairings. I just chose this one to be a, I a know. prick about. Hey, I can't help it. I'm just yeah, a you little know, gremlin. You know, hey, yeah, you know, if it's not for you, you can be wrong in your opinions. Wow. Way to use my own words against me, Alon. I did. I dislike you entirely. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't a bad fic. I, from outside of the like sure. questions and sort of like meh I have about the pairing, it wasn't mm-hmm. a bad fic. The dialogue was not great. Mm-mm. I felt like the pacing of it was okay. Yeah. Like it wasn't, it sort of like dragged in some places and then sped through other things. And I was like, okay. The world building was pretty good. I, like, believed the sort of, like, surroundings, and I believed the world in which it was. And it was a good use. I didn't... One thing that sometimes happens with particularly things that have a lot of characters is that sometimes people throw too many versions of characters into an AU to, like, establish the world. And this person didn't do that at all. Yeah. Like, Cosette is talked about but never seen. And then this Jian guy is the only other character that really shows up. Mm -hmm. And there could have been way too many people involved in this fic. <laughs> very accurate. Because of Les Mis. Mm-hmm. So I liked that this was very sort of like small scale in that way. Like that I think was a good choice. So there were definitely some good choices made and then there yeah. were some other choices that I was like, eh, probably not my thing, but that's cool. Yeah, I agree. So. What do you rate it? I rate this probably a like 2.8. Nice. 2.9 maybe. Sure. Yeah. Like it's just short of like a three, but that's mostly just me being a bitter old hag. So. <laughs> No, I think that's absolutely fair. Did you have thoughts you wanted to share about, you know, and I'm Javert? I think the really the only reason I sent this to you, well, a I thought it, it did the it really hit all the marks that I enjoy for a florist for a flower shop AU, and I 
I read a lot of Les Mis fan fiction. Like whenever I come across it in my searches, I usually read it just because I love it. But it's always the Angera and Grantaire uh, mm-hmm. pairing. And th- this was the first time I came across Javert and Valjean. And in my head, I was like, you know what? I see it. And I think I had the opposite reaction to you wherein like I hadn't thought of the pairing. But when I heard it, I was like, oh, I'm about it. I like it. I fully so, understand where it came from. Yeah. It makes sense from a, like, why this exists in fandom perspective. Because it's... The, For sure. It's kind of the quintessential, like, thing that a fandom would latch onto and be like, ah, yes, <laughs> yeah. great. But, like, <laughs> exactly. it just did not resonate for me. No, I get it. And I think... I think there's value. And I what I've been trying really hard this season is to bring usually new, um, new fandoms. And this time I was like old fandom but new pairing and mm-hmm. you know just like exploring that side you know i would not have known that you greatly dislike javert getting redemption and i appreciate knowing that have i told you the story of the time we went to see lemez in the movie theater <laughs> <laughs> no but i can already picture some rioting i mean okay so we saw the movie and mm-hmm. for some reason my entire family decided that was what we were going to do on a friday night sure meaning so like me my mom my brother my cousin my aunt my uncle and i think my nana oh man which is like the real crew like the og big time crew and like my cousin was like yeah i want to like see this thing because it seems like culture and i was like okay <laughs> <laughs> i'm the only one in that group of people who likes musicals <laughs> Incredible. my mother hates musicals with like a passion my brother also really hates them but i think it's because i used to torment him with them which is like Mm. valid and i think probably the rest of the family was like neutral at best (laughs) (laughs) and so we're sitting in this theater we've had dinner we're like chilling out and that movie is not good (laughs) and even i can own up to that i do not think it's good i think it's it's all like weird establishing pan shots over like cgi landscapes and then like tight close-ups of people (laughs) like that's the whole movie and the singing's not great uh which is painful because that show is like entirely reliant on like beautiful music to really like yeah you have to be strong as a singer and for some reason hugh what's his name hugh jackman yeah hugh jackman i almost said hugh grant which is wrong (laughs) no Uh, hugh jackman has an incredible voice and is a really good theater present but he like leaned into his vibrato in a way that was like I painful to listen to hated him in the film he was so bad the only yeah. person who i thought like the two people that i thought were really good were anne hathaway as of course um, as yeah of course as fantine and she rightfully was very good and then um oh god what's her name who played eponine she was good too oh samantha bark yeah she was good too but they were like kind of the only thing so we get most of the way through the film and we get to stars and we've been listening to russell crowe butcher oh yeah yeah like thing the whole time he's just like horrifically bad and finally like we're at the point every single person in my family is like done i'm sure like there's palpable frustration like i can sense my mother being like why the fuck did we do this (laughs) i can feel my cousin regretting all of his life choices and, you know, my Nana's, I think, asleep. <laughs> but everyone around us is, like, 13-year-old fangirl who are, like, crying. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, boy, this is bad. So we get to stars. Yep. And that scene, mm-hmm. trigger warning for suicide, is the moment where Javert commits suicide. Yep. And, unfortunately, they made a choice <laughs> to include, instead of him just, like, dropping into water... 
he like <laughs> fell on some like stone steps and yeah. like breaks his back and then mm-hmm. like falls into some water and it's very yeah. weird and it's very weirdly done but they had the most disgusting <laughs> sound effect happen yes. in that moment and my cousin being the little shit that he is full voice mind you just goes i broke my back <laughs> Oh no! Full Mickey Mouse voice after this happens because that was his immediate like gut response to hearing that sound. Effect. Oh no! And then my entire family gets the church giggles because that's inappropriate to yell in that moment. Yep. But we're so over the movie at that point that we're like, we're like, fuck it. He may as well be dead. And uh, everyone around us, all those 13-year-old fangirls, I'm not kidding you. I thought I was going to die in that theater that day. Honestly, I would have been with them. Oh I also God. would have killed you. It was. It's one of my greatest memories. <laughs> That's hilarious. I broke my back. <laughs> I was like, this is inappropriate. But also, like, I hated that movie. So I, we walked out of that theater. My mom was like, I'm never seeing a musical with you ever again. And I was like, that's legit. And I was like, no, no, no. I don't think that was good. And she was like, good. I can still take you home then. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my lamest story. It will probably get cut in post because it's too long. But um, yeah, that's, I don't like Chabert. I like the lamest movie. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> it's so shitty it's so bad i like it (laughs) i don't i don't have to agree to disagree on that because yeah i think i think we found it we found the thing where it's just like i I would also die on this hill and i as i think you will for most of your of of your views we often disagree it's not unlike us to disagree on things sure but this one i'll cut you oh well good thing you're on (laughs) skype and not in my house uh that's true that's true all right, so should we move on to what you sent me? Probably. We've, I've been talking for too long, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. All good. So you sent me Dumb Questions to Ask a Florist. It is a fic on AO3 written by Deceptive Soldier. Uh, it is a Captain America MCU fic mm-hmm. uh, with the pairing of uh, Steve and Bucky. So some Stucky love, which we love. You know? you were like i'm making a point to even if i'm in an old fandom to choose a new pairing and i was like i'm making a point to make no new choices (laughs) i'm leaning in fuckers (laughs) you're getting some stucky (laughs) but you know what why not i will say this is the first stucky from you because we've had stucky but it was mine oh yeah i did stony yes so this is new for you yay Thank you for giving me that, that <laughs> gift, friend. It's I figured still, since I was I mean, such a bitch to you at the beginning. Yeah, that's fair. It's, you were remarkably nice about me bashing a movie that you love, so you've, you've more than made up for it now. <laughs> so the summary reads, If violets are blue, can't you do something to cheer them up? Steve gets that unimpressed eyebrow again. This time, though, Steve can see the corner of Bucky's lips trying to cork up. He counts it as a win. I haven't been able to yet, but if you find a way, be sure to come and let me know. Or the one where Bucky is a florist and Steve asks dumb questions. And that, my friends, is how you do an or summary. Mm-hmm. It's great. <laughs> it's a good one. It's a nice, sweet, short uh, little fic. Starts off with uh, Steve and Sam heading to Bucky's um, flower shop because it's a week before Valentine's. And Sam is trying to get a uh, order a bouquet for T'Challa, mm-hmm. which I love that pairing. I Cute. do too. Like I did not expect to love that pairing until I saw it, like that line, and I was like, <gasps> Yeah. Okay. Agreed. Because I usually Agreed. really like Sam with 
I mean, I, I don't mind Sam with Captain America. Sure. But I like Sam with, like, not necessarily, like, main. Mm, yeah. Like, I like when he can be with someone who's really sassafras. You know? I love that. Yeah. Anyway. So, Sam wants to get, like, some, like, a bouquet for Valentine's Day for T'Challa. And Steve is like, can't we just go to the grocery store? <laughs> and Sam rightly says, like, T'Challa would never, like, he will actually kill me. <laughs> like, yeah. if I come home with anything less than, uh, like... A custom bouquet, which is fair, and what T'Challa deserves, you know. Mm-hmm. So they get to, they get to the flower shop, and of course Bucky is standing at the counter, and Steve like sees the man of his dreams. Essentially, he's like, "Oh my god!" and like zones in there on Bucky. Uh, the name of the shop is Oh Snapdragon, which <laughs> a pun, and literally Steve is like, "It's the man of my dreams." <laughs> Mm-hmm. The man of his dreams is a dork who likes puns. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Sam places Correct. his order and then uh, Bucky keeps like glancing over to Steve because he keeps because Steve is staring. And then Bucky asks, oh, do you need anything? Can I help you with anything? And Steve just like blinks and asks, does every rose have its thorn? <laughs> and, and Sam, Sam like, face palms. Oh, God. Yeah. And Bucky raises an unimpressed eyebrow. And then says, I'd say you're welcome to check, but I don't need you bleeding all over my roses. <laughs> and so Sam grabs Steve and is like, all right, bye. <laughs> yep. And Steve comes back the next day because he cannot, you know, stay away from Bucky. Oh, comes but back you skipped ne- over a great little line that brings me great joy. Is, oh, is which it- is Sam. Sam shoves Steve out of the shop and just goes, you're a dumbass. And Steve responds, I'm going to charm the florist. <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's that is a lovely little line which, i mean that also really speaks to my favorite interpretation of steve which is like it's not that he's particularly like smart or strong or anything like that he's just like a good dude who's kind of a dumbass who like jumps headlong into things without thinking them through <laughs> you know what this gave me and i don't know if y'all know this term it's big on the tiktok oh my god <laughs> This is giving, uh, Steve is giving a lot of himbo energy in this. You say, okay, TikTok did not invent himbo energy, okay? Himbo definitely comes from Tumblr because we say himbo all the time, which himbo, for anybody who doesn't know, is someone who is pure of heart, but dumb of ass. (laughs) Usually a dude. (laughs) Usually a dude, usually muscular, usually like... Usually a very like, swollen, well inten- well intentioned, like frat boy, essentially think. Yeah, but like actually, like a sweetheart, like yes. not somebody who's got the like frat boy, like shitty. No, like absolute sweetheart, but just like pure of heart, dumb of ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, I learned it from TikTok, so. <laughs> well, yeah, because you're a youth and I'm an old lady. That's how that goes. <laughs> anyway, back in my day, we had to walk uphill both ways to get our memes. Oh, my God. In the snow. <laughs> so Steve com- comes back the next day because he cannot stay away, obviously. <laughs> Picks up a pot of small pl- fl- purple flowers and then, you know, goes up and Bucky is like, oh, you were here yesterday. What? I didn't catch your name. And Steve says, Steven, Rogers, Steve, call me Steve. <laughs> Which, you know, uh, so then Bucky is ringing him up for the, the purple flowers and Steve really just wants to say something and asks if violets are blue can't you do something to cheer them up which is that whole thing from the excerpt summary Mm -hmm. um steve comes back again the next day because his cat has eaten the violets unfortunately yeah which is like not great i 
didn't have the heart to look up if violets are really super poisonous to cats. But um, friends, don't ever buy lilies if you have cats because they are super toxic. Oh, no. Flowers and cats are, like, not a great combo. Unfortunate. Oh, generally speaking. Yeah. Get, get fake ones. Yeah. Seriously. Um, comes back, gets a different pot of flowers. And Bucky asks, tulips, huh? No more violets. And Steve says, well, the cat liked the violets a bit too much. Hopefully the tulips are not as appetizing. And Steve pulls out a pun, says, do you know what would be the best lip balm for my for my tulips? Mm. And Bucky says, my favorite is Burt's Bees, but I don't think these need any. <laughs> and the, little, the, the paragraph ends with, the florist is currently the one charming Steve, even though he's apparently an ass. Which it's just very sassafras, this whole thing. Yep. We get some more questions that Steve that signify that Steve has been going basically every day. Mm-hmm. But then two days before Valentine's Day, Steve walks in and it's not Bucky behind the counter, it's Natasha. And Natasha's like, Oh, you're the idiot who keeps coming up and asking <laughs> these dumb questions that Bucky loves. Yep. And all Steve here is Bucky loves. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> he's pure of heart, dumb of ass. Pure of heart. Uh-huh. <laughs> Natasha says stop looking like I just kicked your puppy and basically tells tells Steve you know Bucky is into you what are you gonna do for Valentine's Day and she tells you know he'll be here on Valentine's he gets off at seven and Steve is like all right I, I have a, I have to go do a date and so he bring, the, the fic ends with um, Steve dragging Sam all over to get like Valentine's Day gifts he goes to the grocery store on Valentine's Day there is nothing left because, of course, every, if people wait till the last minute, mm-hmm. then it's all gone. And he looks at Sam and he's like, what do I do? And Sam says, well, the first thing you said to him was a poison reference, buy him a CD. <laughs> and Steve is like, you're a genius. Yeah. So he, buy, he goes to the CD section, buys the poison CD, uh, and then at 7 p.m. goes to the flower shop. Uh, Bucky is like, oh my gosh, you know, you're here. And Steve gives him the CD and says, you know, will you be my Valentine? And Bucky says, yeah, of course. And they kiss and that's how this, how, how this fic ends. And, uh, I love a good florist AU that also is a Valentine's Day AU. Yep. When I picked it, I was like, I'm going to regret using this for florist AU and not Valentine's Day one day, but Mm -hmm. it's too, it's too late. I gotta just do it. (laughs) Yep. We're doing it. It was lovely. It was short. It was sweet. I really, I really, really like the. I just feel like usually the Stucky I read, like Steve is, is a little smarter than he was in this in this particular fic. Mm-hmm. And it's not like his intelligence, but yeah, what you said about him, like just throwing himself himself like headfirst into a situation, and that's really encapsulated beautiful, beautifully here. Mm-hmm. If I, I would have liked a little more if we could have spent some time in. I love a flower shop AU when like they're hanging out at the flower shop and they're like doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's like a minor like gripe with like, and things I would have wanted. Yep. Uh, but other than that, I think that this was lovely. It was fluffy and it had wonderful humor. Mm-hmm. It's a good time. I would, I would rate this uh 3.5 out of five. Nice. Yeah. Hooray. This was another one that I was like, this'll do pig this'll do and i put it on the spreadsheet and i was like all right cool <laughs> i felt that yeah yep not that i disliked well, it because i really only ever pick things that i like for real reasons but it's you know this again was not one that i like was pinning my hopes and dreams to here right right right. it's not like your it's not your trophy piece right exactly well that's both of our fix uh, everyone so i guess uh, we'll see you next time when are you gonna stop doing this bit <laughs> 
You do this bit Aaron, every time. <laughs> I set this up every time we've done this once. This is literally our second time. I always set it up for you. You're supposed to yes and ma'am. I'm not good at improv. I also dislike improv immensely. Oh my God. <laughs> you know this about me. I am anti-improv. Oh my God. I'm saying no thank you. <laughs> All right. Since we can't have fun with it. <laughs> Uh, the reason we chose Florist AU is not, uh, just because, you know, I mean, we did, it was on our list and we, we did enjoy the, the thought of it, but mostly it's because we had a submission from one of, one of you guys. We did. One of you people. It's a fan wreck. Uh, and I, I think it's a fan this came from the era of the form before there was like, I can put my name here. So we don't know for sure who sent this. Um, I have my guesses, but I don't know for sure. So if you sent this and want credit for it, hit us up on Twitter and like lay claim to your glory, okay? Please do. But we don't know offhand who, who sent it. But it is a fan wreck. <laughs> it is. It is a fan wreck. It is, of course, a flower shop AU. And this is, uh, it's a fic called Fuck You Flowers on AO3. It is written by Leonard Lionheart. And it is a Vampire Diaries mm-hmm. fanfic with the pairing of Caroline Forbes and Klaus Michelson. Yep. Erin, have you seen uh, the Vampire Diaries? The very first note I wrote, friends, when I was reading it was, IDK, anything about this show and I'm not going to look. <laughs> oh my god, no! <laughs> I decided uh. that I was going to make Alan's day harder. <laughs> like i'm just gonna walk into this blind and enjoy myself and have a good time and that's what i did i was like i bet it's about vampires maybe they write in diaries i don't know and uh yeah so that's oh my god i know nothing zero zilch nada absolutely nothing about this show i don't even know what network it's on i know it exists (laughs) Oh my god, I hate you. You are you are wretched. <laughs> this is called payback and By... it's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> By direct contrast, I have not seen the Vampire Diaries either. But I was like, I'ma look it up. I I I did a deep dive into the wiki wiki A. And I like I wiki the wiki site, like the fandom site, is very good. Like they have they have videos for every character mm-hmm. and so you can click on like the character and they have like a little minute to five minute video about the trajectory of the character and like any major plot points and so i learned about caroline i learned about klaus i was like i learned good stuff mm-hmm. let me say this <laughs> it was like an hour and a half of researching the vampire diaries because the lore in that show, and that extends to uh, the Vampire Diaries uh, spinoff series, the originals. Mm-hmm. The lore between those two shows is immense. Oh. Like, the amount of stuff that happens on those shows is insane. And I loved it. I loved the lore. They're, like... I was reading it and I, it was like, oh, this is up my alley. Like, I was like, do I want to watch the Vampire Diaries? Maybe. Because I was in love with all the witches and all the vampires and all the magic shit and the the, the doppelganger stuff is really interesting. Really fascinating lore. Mm-hmm. So whoever sent this in, thank you for that. Yeah. It was a great day spent. Incredible. What a gift. I think it's hilarious that you went down this path of like, 
the lore and like doing the deep research. And I was like, I'm going in blind. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be great. Because that is such a role reversal of like who we are as people. True. What's interesting is that I felt like I still got a good grasp of the story and some of the lore elements of it. Like I understood what they were talking about, even though I don't have any background in the show, because like I understand vampires. Like mm-hmm. I, we have done vampire AU. We know vampires. A lot of it is like, it seemed like at least I could intuit what originals were and like what an empath was in this case. And like all of these things, like I could kind of like figure it out enough that I was like, I'm on board. It's cool. I don't need the specifics here. Like it wasn't so like, Oh shit. Like I don't, I don't know what's happening. That's interesting. I guess because I had the context, I was when I was reading it, I was like, man, if I didn't know what I know, I think I would be really lost. Yeah. But that also might just speak to my knowledge as a human being. <laughs> so we didn't read the summary. The summary of this fic reads, it all starts when Finn Michelson bursts into Caroline's flower shop and requests a bouquet. Which is not a great summary, I think. Uh, I think it's not it's inaccurate, a... but it... Eh. Yeah, I think it's... Yeah, I think it could have... I, I like that part of our show has become us rating the yeah. fucking summary. We always have opinions hilarious. of the summary. <laughs> I think it could have done more. Um, but it, it it it's true. It does all start when Finn bursts through that door. Again, not wrong, but is not it good? <laughs> do you want me to do the summary? Or, yeah, or the, I mean, I think the talk through? similarly to last time, I don't think we have to go crazy in depth. I think actually... We should maybe not go crazy in depth because this episode's already going to be long enough from me talking so much at the top. But yeah, like if you want to do like a rough sketch of what this fic is, then we can talk about it. I think that's a good oh, idea. Shit, I can, I can try. Um, All right, you with the context. So- <laughs> <laughs> Damn, drag me. Um, basically, Caroline in this fic is an empath, which is a essentially like a witch type uh, person who is able to like manipulate people's emotions mm-hmm. which you know makes sense for people who, who have empathy <laughs> and she has taken her talent and made a flower shop in which she can take like people coming in and saying oh you know i want a bouquet that says uh you know i miss you and i hope you're doing well and she's able to take those people's emotions and kind of refract them into a bouquet and when she sends that bouquet to the intended then the intended feels the emotions from from that like she's able to imbue that magic into flowers somehow which is a very cool thing uh-huh. like that is a very cool use of powers and a very interesting version of empathy and like an empath power in this context because usually empaths are just like i feel things that you feel and it doesn't seem particularly useful yeah where it can actually seem feel like a little bit of a hindrance for a lot of people mm-hmm. but in this case it's actually a very like proactively interesting and complex thing that she can like then direct feelings in a really cool way that's like i thought that was really cool yeah no i i agree i think it's really awesome um i think it's a really good take on it and if marries that so beautifully into the floor flower shop au she another important thing to know is that she she's a she has a like knowing power type thing where she always knows what she's gonna need so it's kind of like being clairvoyant i guess without actually knowing why she needs them she just knows she gets like strong feelings about like oh i'm gonna need this particular flower soon Mm -hmm. and she orders it and then lo and behold the opportunity comes which read it made sense in the context outside with no knowledge of the show i bought that those things would Uh be paired together yeah 
it, it's setting her up to be a really like powerful witch essentially so the fic starts with, as I mentioned, Finn Michelson, and Finn Michelson in the show is a character who uh, is one of the originals, meaning one of the first like family of vampires that existed, and his brother Klaus sedated him and kept him subdued for close to a thousand years, mm-hmm. um, and so he comes into the flower shop very dusty because he also was not dusted for 900 years and i thought that was hilarious i was like he's a dusty old man it's hilarious it is so funny and basically asks hey my brother kept me locked in a coffin for fucking a a millennium and i need some flowers that appropriately say fuck you yeah to quote i require flowers that make the recipient physically feel the force of the fuck you i wish to express to them which i wrote (laughs) out in my notes because it was so funny (laughs) it is so funny and so caroline is like "Mm, okay pulls out a fucking like hideous vase that she got at the dollar store and she's like all right how you gonna pay if you've been locked up for 900 years and Finn is like, I've got his credit card, here you go. And it's like, okay, great. <laughs> what she doesn't realize is that she she has helped a Michelson, and the Michelson in the Vampire Diaries fandom, they are they're very powerful and are feared, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's like, fuck, I've gotten myself mixed up with uh, the mafia of the mm-hmm. vampires, essentially. Yeah. This is not good. And this happens when... Uh, what is her name? Catherine? No. Rebecca? No. Rebecca, that's who I'm Yay! <laughs> I just started throwing out no, names. No, good for you. Yeah, I... Listen, I, I know about the lore. I don't remember their names. <laughs> don't know much else how helpful more than you hey i'm still on like i was like yep i get all of this from the context of the fic i didn't need to spend an hour and a half on wiki <laughs> oh man so rebecca comes in who is the sister and uh, is like was very impressed essentially and then is ordering a bouquet to call uh cole her brother her other brother uh childish essentially and like to get at him mm-hmm. and Caroline is like, okay, and so she does it. I think that was the point at which my notes say, there is probably so much show drama backstory here that I have no knowledge of, lol. Oh, yeah, the originals, <laughs> it basically, uh, in t- the, the originals it focuses on the Michelson family and the siblings, and essentially the whole show is them hating each other and like fighting mm-hmm. and then but then having to come together to like defeat some great evil that makes sense so their relationship is very uh very incendiary yeah we got to that point and i was like hmm, <laughs> there's probably something here that i should google and then i didn't <laughs> good for you um the next person that walks in is klaus the person who's oh i, I neglect to mention that rebecca also paid with klaus's credit card because fuck him apparently mm-hmm. Uh, and Klaus is, like, the head of that family. He's not the oldest, but he... Um... So the lore here is that there were these daggers made by their previous coven because they were originally witches and then cast themselves into... Va- like, they made themselves vampires. And so their coven, their previous coven was like didn't like that and made these daggers to subdue them. If the- As long as the daggers plunge into their heart, then they are immobile. And it is as if they're, like, basically in a vegetative state of immobility Mm -hmm. so so they're like if you flip a shark upside down (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
Thank you, Aaron, with the I, shark knowledge. I think I'm funny. Yeah, I love Y'all, it. Do you have any idea how much I fucking love sharks? Like, that is a conversation for another day. But if you love sharks as much as I love sharks, we should talk. Incredible. Um, so all the siblings were daggered, and that's what it means to be daggered. Uh, and unfortunately, Klaus is, was a hybrid. He had been bitten by a werewolf, I think, from what I remember, um, which meant that the dagger didn't work on him. And so he wreck, wrecked their shit. And then undaggered most of his siblings minus Finn. <laughs> and so that's why he's technically the most, the more powerful one or the head of the family because he is the hybrid of them. So very feared. And so Caroline, Caroline has moved away from the from her little town where all everything happens, um, where like Vampire's Diaries takes place. And, but she, even she knows about this family. And so she's like, fuck, uh, when he walks into her shop. And she's pretty afraid and, like, holds up a a letter opener to, like, protect herself. But he's, like, obviously very amused and, like, Mm -hmm. plucks it right out of her hand. And But she kind of stands her ground and says, you know, give it back. It was a gift. And he, no one has stood up to him like that. So he's very, it's very much that, where he's, like, amused by her and intrigued. And Mm -hmm. so he lets her live. And does he ask for a bouquet as well? I don't remember. I don't know. I don't remember. I wrote... Uh, my response to their initial meeting was Klaus is a little creepy, but I am intrigued? Question mark. Because <laughs> he was very like very vampire way, where he was just like, "Hmm, I'm intrigued by you." Hmm, and it was like a little weird. And I was like, "Hmm, I don't know." Yeah. So basically, he also orders a he also orders a bouquet. This time for Elijah, who is the eldest of them, pays for it with his card and walks out. The next uh, person to walk in is Catherine, and Catherine plays into the whole story. Uh, it's Catherine Pierce, or uh, Katerina Petrova, who is... I'm trying to remember what role she plays, but essentially she... The whole Michelson family wants to kill her. And so it's very like important to know that she is friends with Caroline, and so... She has to come in and be like, I heard that you've been busy with the Michelsons, and Caroline has to be like, you know... This it is business, and mm-hmm. you are my friend. And obviously, I'm not going. To, I'm never going to answer any questions about if they ask me where you are, and I don't mm-hmm. want you to tell me, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, which is fair. <laughs> then after that encounter, Cole comes uh, walks in, who is the one that got the immature bu- bouquet from Rebecca, and he is not happy with his bouquet. He is very angry. In fact, he's here to kill her. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> so. Fun. Uh, Caroline is like, oh shit. Uh, luckily, she has a, a trick up her sleeve, which is like Poppy. They, they call it Oz Poppy because it's like the poppies in Wizard of Oz that just knocks someone out. And so she knocks out Cole and runs out the door, finds Finn, who because Finn is the one who gave Cole the information. And so he was worried about her because he's a sweetheart. Mm-hmm. And so now she's like, well, fuck, I'm being targeted by this dumb idiot because he didn't like the flowers. Like, right. don't shoot the messenger. It's like, I didn't want to tell you to get fucked. <laughs> I just made it. <laughs> exactly. So we cut to her at her apartment and Klaus walks in and is like, you know, I heard that my brother's being an asshole. I'm here to protect you. And she's like, how do you know where I live? And he's like, you know, let's not ask questions. <laughs> so he's hanging out with her and she's like very uncomfortable because she's obviously very attracted to him. And eventually they're they're going to watch some Netflix, but then they don't. And then they start making out and it's getting heavy. Yeah. What I wrote there was hmm, that flipped fast. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. Uh, next thing we know is Cole is at banging at the door like, oh, hey, what's up? I'm here to kill you. What's up, dude? Uh, Klaus is like, no, no. 
and Cole is like, but I want to. And Klaus does not take that well and rips out his liver. Yep. In front of, right? Like, gross. the door is still open out in the porch. It's like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote, ew, ripping out his liver was unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> so she has to invite him in and basically is like, oh, all right, I need you guys out. Like, you're bleeding all over the place. So she kicks them both out. Uh, and she's having, like, conflicted feelings about Klaus because she's like, he's hot but obviously dangerous obviously but he's hot and i think so much of it they have a real focus on the people that carolyn has lost have lost in her life because she her parents are divorced um mm-hmm. and matt who from the vampire diaries who ends up leaving her because not because he doesn't love her but because he doesn't love her enough and loves her best friend so very teenage drama so she has uh she's kind of traumatized by the the thought of if i let someone in eventually there it's not going to be enough that they are interested in me or that they are intrigued by me they're gonna leave me yeah and that's especially true of like this you know preternatural being who is basically immortal and has all this stuff going for them and like operates on this like big scale of existence Mm -hmm. and she's like there is no way that he is going to be consistently interested in this like weird little empath girl he met at a florist shop like he's gonna get bored of me eventually yeah so why do this you know like it's that mentality after that we cut to another day at the flower shop the last michelson sibling elijah the oldest comes in and he's the one in the business suit and kind of runs the business aspect of the of the family he asked for a bouquet for catherine I don't know what what goes on there. I don't know if he loves her. I very much did not read that far in, mm-hmm. but he does. Yep. Um, Didn't ask questions, and, just accepted it. Yep. Basically, it's like an apology bouquet, and he's like, I want her to know that I'm sorry for something. And I was like, okay, sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, we cut to a bar where Caroline is with her friend Enzo, and so she's catching him up on all of the drama. It's like, basically, this is what's happened. Uh, they're playing pool, and Enzo's very supportive of her and, like, very nice. And it's a nice friendship. Mm-hmm. Uh, Caroline is starting to get very drunk. And in walk in Klaus and Cole, Michelson, they come and sit next to them. And Cole very much still wants to kill her. And she's, like, very drunk, so she's not having it. Yeah, she's like, no. Yeah. No. <laughs> and Enzo is a, is a sweetheart who stays with her and is like, you know, I'm going to protect her, despite, you know, obviously they're much stronger than him. Mm-hmm. So very interesting. Cut to, I think they're having an argument, like Enzo and Klaus, and Caroline is not about it. And she's like, you know, what? I'm going to go get a drink. Yeah. Cole, you're coming with me. And Klaus is like, the fuck? Yeah. And <laughs> Caroline is like, well, I don't want to be alone with you, because that means I would have to talk to you about the, the feelings I'm having. And if I try to go with Enzo, you're going to rip his liver out, so I'm going to take your brother as collateral. She's like, and I'm betting that you aren't going to murder me in front of the bartender, which is a gamble, but one that I'm pretty sure is fine. So (laughs) here we go. Yeah. She's like, I also need to get more drunk for this. (laughs) Uh, Yep. So they go get a drink, and kind of the something that I haven't been mentioning is that she keeps getting these feelings from the family, from the Michaelsons, whenever she's around them, like, oh, He's not going to kill me anymore. Like, I feel like I know I'm safe. Mm -hmm. Like, with her knowing. Yep. With a capital K. So, Cole is like, you're not afraid I'm going to kill you. And she's like, no, I know you're not going to. At least not right now. And Cole is like, I decided to figure out, you know, what's got Klaus so intrigued about you. And so, they're waiting for their drinks. And Caroline is quite drunk at this point and says, "Um, you know, can I tell you a secret? And Cole's like, I guess. And she tells him... Sometimes I wonder if I'm actually feeling anything at all or if it's all just a projection from everyone else. 
I don't know if I've ever actually been happy or if someone else is feeling it and I cling on to it with all I have because I wish I could feel that too. Mm-hmm. Which is a very like powerful confession or like secret. And I was like, I didn't want to say a tear up, but I, I, I was in my emotions about it. <laughs> about it. Yeah. As and that turns Cole over, you know, he he gets it. He's like, oh, okay, I like you now. That's awesome. Cut back to them at the Michelson house where Caroline was too drunk to go home, and they brought him back to her house, and she's sleeping on Cole's bed, not Klaus's, mm-hmm. because of the whole they want to bang. Mm-hmm. Um, and Enzo is there with her too, just to make sure nothing happens, and he's sitting at the foot of her bed. And Cole uh, and him have a moment. And yep. <laughs> and Enzo is like, you want to make out? And Cole says, well, I don't really make out. I fuck. <laughs> we could go to the other room and fuck and piss off Rebecca because her room's right next door. And Enzo's like, why the hell not? Yeah. And so that's the end of that scene, which I loved. Yeah, I wrote Cole and Enzo are so fun. LOL. <laughs> yes. Um, Caroline wakes up to Finn uh, being there because as the more considerate, he's taken up the, <laughs> the mantle of being her guard. They have a really nice conversation and she's very hungover and she's like, I need greasy food fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she, she's leaving the room to hear with Finn to go get food. And here's the fucking argument that's happening between Rebecca and Cole because obviously it got heated. Yeah, it got loud. <laughs> it did get very loud. Um, so they're sneaking out of the house or trying to sneak out of the house. But Klaus, of course, finds them and is like, I will take you to breakfast. Mm-hmm. And Finn is like, you sure? Is that is that OK? And Caroline's like, yeah, it's cool. Thanks. So they go to a they go to a diner and they have some food and I love a good diner. Uh, yep, we do love a good diner. Don't you miss diners? <laughs> I miss the diner. Oh man, cut to they're they're walking out. They're on the sidewalk after the diner and Caroline's like, "All right, now's the moment to have our talk." And class is like, "Uh, this is a public sidewalk. I don't know that this is the like is this the place?" And Caroline is like, "This is the perfect place. Your siblings aren't here, and the public thing means that we have to keep our distance." Right. And basically, class is saying, you know, I, I would like to get to know you. I, I am very interested. Like, I, I'm starting, I would like to explore this relationship with you. And Caroline is like, well, I just don't know how genuine that is. You know, like, you can say that now, but you're, a, you know, centuries old vampire. You could lose interest. Mm-hmm. And Klaus takes, a, is a little offended. He's like, well, you know what? Let's go on a date right now. Mm-hmm. They go to the movies. They they go to The Incredibles 2. And Klaus is very lost because he has not seen The Incredibles 1. Um, and that makes sense because The Incredibles 2 literally picks up at the end of the first one. Yeah, if you hadn't seen the first one, the second one isn't that going to make sense. Yep. They make out. They have a really nice moment there. And then this ends with him walking her to her apartment door and essentially saying, you know, I'm here for you. Like, I want to get to know you. And she, her being receptive to that. Mm-hmm. The fic ends with Catherine Pierce having re- delivered a note to the Michelson house saying, oh, the flowers were pretty, hurt Caroline, and I'll make your life miserable. XOXO Catherine. Yeah. And class being like, fuck, we need to get better warding spells that she was able to get in here. Mm-hmm. And basically being optimistic about getting to know Caroline. Yeah. And that's the fic. I also wrote, okay, still a little creepy at the end because he's like, you know, he was basically... <laughs> Uh, he wrote something. There's like a dress tucked away in his closet that it belonged to a queen oh, yeah. and a diamond bracelet that would look ravishing on her. And I was like, that's a little weird, mm-hmm. but okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. I think that the relationship between the two of them is is interesting. I don't, 
It is weird. Yeah. It is a little strange to me. The word that comes to mind is predatory, but not in the sense of like, I think he is malintentioned. I think he is literally like a predator of a creature. Mm-hmm. And therefore, his sort of internal narrative and the ways in which he goes about things reads as more sort of like aggressively assertive or otherwise sort of just like huh to anyone with any instincts of (laughs) (laughs) self-preservation i would agree i'm i'm sorry i'm gonna do this um in twilight you see (laughs) edward where he he talks about how he doesn't have those in like I swear to all that is holy. <laughs> I am going to reach through this screen. And Do you have any idea you. how long I can hold a note? I was an opera singer. <sighs> I know. <laughs> okay, I'm stopping. I'm stopping. I'm, st- I'm going to eat a pretzel. All I was going to say, <laughs> what I was going to say is that there's a line in Twilight where Edward uh, basically calls out to the fact that he's been undead for so long that he doesn't have human, um, mm-hmm. like those human instincts aren't at, right at the top of his, like, they're not immediately accessible and edward is only like 117 years old whereas this vampire is near near on a millennia old yeah. so i think that that makes sense i mean i have forgotten how to human in eight months of quarantine so i guess i should be <laughs> ah. a little bit more receptive to the idea that this man might have some trouble <laughs> <laughs> it's hard i get it you know and i i feel that thing too it's difficult one of the tags for this says basically 20k of zero plot but we're rolling with it accurate I love I love a snarky Which, tag. Yeah. Overall, I thought this was um this was a fun journey. Mm-hmm. I had a good time. This felt very rom-com-ish. I don't uh, and like a rom-com, they not every relationship hits it out of the ballpark for me. This was like a worthy like you got to third base, yeah. you know, it wasn't a home run, but I had a really good time. I thought that the characters were nicely realized and it's mm-hmm. very clear that there is a um understanding of the lore and how it all fits in. Yeah. I agree. And I enjoyed it and got so much of what you were talking about in terms of like, well, and this happened in the show. I was like, I was able to pick up on a lot of that context. That's awesome. Without having read the wiki. So like, I didn't necessarily have direct knowledge of the thing, Mm -hmm. but it translated the relationships in such a way that it made sense. Yeah. Like, I understood the relationship between the siblings. Like, I got... That, you know, this is the person who's kind of the leader or, like, the oldest. And this person is, you know, Cole is really the wild card. And, like, these things mm-hmm. translated super well yeah. without being, like, pedantic in the way that it explained it. It didn't sit there and be like, and this is the <laughs> this is the relationship between these people. <laughs> so being able to, like, follow along with truly, I cannot emphasize to you enough how little context I have for this. Uh, <laughs> being able to follow along and have a good time and enjoy it was really nice and like very wonderful. I do think it was helped that Vampire AU and Vampire Lore has some consistencies to it yeah. that I was able to derive some like, I was like, I can take a pretty solid guess mm-hmm. as to what a lot of this stuff is referring to because it follows a lore that I understand. For sure. Even if I'm not like in this particular version of the lore. Yeah. So. Agreed. I had a great time. Yeah. Good time. All around. Solid recommendation. Whoever you are, we love you. Thank you. I'm sorry yeah. I didn't put a name section on the forum until <laughs> after this. Not that you maybe would. You, know, you might have also not put your name on it, which is fine. You don't ever have to like, sure. claim to a rec if you don't want it. But it is kind of nice to like be able to be like, you're great. Right. Um, one thing throughout this entire fic 
that happened is that I was starting to get so annoyed at how angry people were getting at her for fulfilling orders. Mm-hmm. I was like, Absolutely. she's doing her job. Go get angry at the person who paid her. She was like, do you want the uh, invoice? Like, she- seriously. <laughs> <laughs> and luckily she doesn't, like, she she stands up for herself and doesn't take it. Thank God. But I was yeah. screaming at my tablet. I was like... Listen, asshole. She didn't control that. But that's also customer service in a nutshell. Exactly. I used to get yelled at for all sorts of weird shit. Exactly. I was like, yeah, that's not my fault. <laughs> like, I understand that you don't like this, ma'am, but like, it's not my doing. <laughs> yeah, correct. That's This is above my pay grade, ma'am. Mm-hmm. So what would we rate this? What would you rate it? I want you to go first. <laughs> I asked you first, ma'am. Rude. Inconsiderate. Um, 3.8? Nice. I was saying I would say three point five. Oh, I was actually underselling it, so that's interesting. Okay, mm. so three point five, three point eight averages out to a three point six something. Six five. Yeah. Yeah. Six three, infinite well, number something. <laughs> exactly. There we go. Yeah, that's this a pretty lovely, good. Lovely. That's a pretty good score for us. Yeah, I would agree, especially mm-hmm. for uh, our mixed average. Yeah. Sweet. L- lovely. Wow. All right. Well, yay. We're actually done this time. Yeah, this is it. Yeah. We yeah. did it. Well, this uh, is it until your favorite your favorite time of the year. It's the most wonderful time of the year. When this goes up, it will be like right in the lead up. Uh, I'm so excited for Y'all don't even know. I ordered my I ordered my crimmit tree. It's on its way. Um I'm going to put it up for Thanksgiving. Elon <laughs> I have to confess to something. Your Christmas tree is up. There is a Christmas tree in a box on my floor in my living room right now. Oh my God. Yes. Uh And I just have decided. I'm so excited. So I am not much for Christmas. I come from a family that is not in general like super Mm Christmassy. My parents have all of our Christmas stuff in a box that is quite literally labeled Christmas shit. So there was a year where we put our Christmas tree up on Christmas Eve and took it out the day after Christmas. Like that's just how we are. However, I was like, this year has been so miserable. (laughs) Yeah. And just like, you know, I really just am leaning into the holiday stuff. So I was like, you know what? As much as I don't, I'm not going to set it up until after Thanksgiving because I really do firmly like hold to that. Like Thanksgiving is first. Whatever. Sure. I was like the day after Thanksgiving, I'll set up the Christmas tree and it'll be fine. I'm going to focus more on the like winter solstice theming rather than like holly jolly saint nick christmas like starbucks situation because i kind of like the idea of being more like nature oriented this year but that's just me because as you would guess from the beginning of this episode i'm getting a little woo woo (laughs) in my old age yeah so maybe i'll put up i don't know i'll put up some constellations or some shit and i'll make it real kitschy that's cute yeah i love that so help spread joy friends yeah it is very needed after this year this yep. year has really put us all through the ringer yeah and like i'm personally coming up on the holidays being really difficult because my i think i mentioned this briefly when it was happening but last year like my holidays were brutal uh family wise mm-hmm. like and i think a lot of people can relate to that i think there are times where it's like the holidays are not <laughs> reminders of only good things it's also a time to think about like what you've lost and you know things in that this year truly um it's going to be hard for a lot of people so i am hoping that we can find our little pockets of joy and lean into them but also like leave space for sorrow and grief because i don't think we can totally hide it either no so i hope that we all spend some time just being reflective it feels like a very reflective time of year this time around as opposed to like just straight up like holly jolly christmas you know what i mean yeah 
so i got that also you should probably get something that is real christmas tree because they smell good whether that's like a christmas tree or like a wreath (laughs) (laughs) you should go get some pine something because they smell good (laughs) i personally suggest a pine candle or like those pine those are good in a pinch (laughs) they're not the same i just don't like i i appreciate people having real christmas trees but it's just it's not for me Oh my god! If I, I, I like the artificial. Did ones. not have a cat who guaranteed would destroy a real Christmas tree. I would one hundred percent have a real <laughs> Christmas tree. I love them. That's They're fair. so fun. Anyway, anyway, totally sort of separate. This is not a Christmas episode, but we are not leading yet. into a Christmas episode <laughs> probably soon. Um, we still haven't figured out what that's going to be yet, so stay tuned because uh, we don't know either. But <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be good. So. All right, friends. Um, if you. Please rate, review um, on any, if you enjoyed this, on any platform. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Spotify, on SoundCloud, on Stitcher. Um, I think we're on Google Play Music. Uh, Maybe Amazon Podcasts if it exists yet. If we're about to go into litigation, well, that's fun. We'll find Uh, out. (laughs) The more you do share and comment and subscribe and like and all of those things, like the more people find out about our podcast. So if you're going to do one thing, it's kind of like kudos and commentary on AO3. Like it would actually mean a lot to us if we got some feedback from you guys, because mostly what we get is like social media stuff, which is awesome. We love talking to you on Twitter, but it would be really nice to like have more ratings or, you know, shares on those platforms just to like broaden our horizons a little bit. So that's my ask. I love you all very much and I appreciate you very much. And that's that's my one little Christmas wish from spread from the you gift all. and the joy of the fickless to others yeah, of like deeply NSFW uh, <laughs> fan fiction reviews. <laughs> Mostly queer fan fiction reviews yep yeah honestly so yeah you can also reach out to us on twitter on tumblr on facebook but don't do that and then <laughs> on instagram but like probably not <laughs> so in that order <laughs> and you know hit us up if you want to submit a fan rec for us to potentially talk through there is a google form which is pinned to the top of our twitter page um and you can also follow along with us with a different google form where i list out all of the fan fictions that we have read and discussed so far in both seasons not just the most recent ones but all of the ones we've ever talked about in perpetuity forever and ever amen so please <laughs> look at my google docs because they're color-coded and they bring me joy can you tell i'm a capricorn (laughs) (laughs) i love you all thank you (laughs) and good night (laughs) and good night